everyone, and welcome to the HP Podcast, the podcast where all the hot guys hang out. This is Ben, and with me here today is Brandon. How are you? And Dave. Good evening. Did you know this was where the hot guys came? Is that why you showed up? That's, yeah, that's why I'm here, man. This is... All right, cool. <laughs> I'm just checking. He saw the sign. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the rainbow flag, and I was like, oh, that's where I want to go. That's, that's right. right. That's right. Uh, Dave is getting married this week. So we, we should talk about that for at least like 15 seconds or so. Dave, how do you feel about getting married this week? I feel good. I feel good. I'm looking forward to where this is going to sound dumb, but I'm looking forward to wearing a ring because I'm not I'm not like a ring guy. Yeah. Um, so I should but not you have be, like an excuse. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been sitting upstairs since uh, since a year ago. So, I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to kind of wearing that amongst other things <laughs> I'm looking forward to. But um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it should be a good time. Like seeing her naked for the first time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Betting her the night of. Right. Right. Goodness, goodness. It's not. It's not inappropriate to talk about it because they'll be married. You know. That's, that's right. It's yeah. all perfectly, it's perfectly legal. Legal. Um, Dave, what kind of wedding ring do you have? Like, what kind of a ring guy are you? I know you're not a ring guy, but like, uh, it's like it's like a, just a standard. It's like a tungsten, just really simple thing. I th- I can't remember what yours looks like, but I, it might be like yours. Or no, you, have you got like a, one of those black ones? Uh, I had a silicone one probably last time you saw oh, me yeah, in yeah, person. Yeah. yeah, no, mine looks uh, kind of like that Because one. I was too fat for my regular ring. But now my regular ring fits again. Right. Uh, no, mine was like a custom made. I took like two of his designs and meshed them together. And yeah. people are always like, "What? oh, so what's that mean? I was like, it means I thought it looked cool. And my wife <laughs> thought it did too. So... That's all you need, right? That's all you really need. I'm a, a, I like like eccentric rings, but also I can never pull one off is how I feel. Like yeah. I like rings that look weird or, yeah. or different. I've always been a fan of the like hammered copper look. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I think it, that really stands out, but I don't know that I could do it either. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what kind of ring I'm not, ring guy I'm not. Like I feel like our parents' generation all just wore like gold bands. Yeah, and I'm not. A, I don't think I could pull off a gold band. I'm not. I'm I not. A, I'm really not a blingy person. So I think when my my future mother in law saw what I got, she was expecting it to be gold, uh-huh. uh, and then she was a little bit like, "Oh, that's different." Um, but yeah, no, I'm really not much of a a blingy <laughs> diamond goldy kind of guy. Right. Plus, then if I have something that's a little bit more like subdued, then I also feel like I'm not going to get robbed anywhere because it doesn't look uh-huh. valuable. <laughs> True, right. True. Uh, I. It's funny because I. Uh, I noticed when I wasn't wearing a ring for a little while because like my body had outgrown my ring and I was afraid of having to get my finger cut off for wearing it. So I was like not wearing it, and I would like be talking to people that I didn't, didn't know. And I'd like mention something about my kids or whatever, and people would like probably subconsciously just like kind of glance at my hand. I was like, oh, I should probably st-. like people are like wondering if I'm married because I'm talking <laughs> about kids. I don't know. It's just like a weird thing. So I decided I should start wearing a ring. So I wore one of the silicone ones for a while. But my wife says she gets uh, looks sometimes because her wedding ring and her engagement ring are like fused together. Like we, we got them attached after oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the wedding. And so like it looks like she only has one decent size. It's not huge or anything, but decent sized engagement ring rather than looking like she has a wedding band. And so honestly, it's yeah. so much nicer to have them fused. Yeah. I've talked to a couple of different people. I think my mom did that too as well. Yeah. I think that's pretty common. Yeah. Anyway, 
This is uh, Handsome Phantom, the HP podcast, the show all about wedding rings and weddings and uh, hot <laughs> men, apparently. So we're starting uh, it off right. Thanks to all the patrons who help support the show. You can also support us for as little as a dollar a month for ad free early access to the show by going over to handsomephantom.com slash Patreon or patreon.com slash handsomephantom. Either one will get you there. And we would love to have you. If you don't, if you don't want to do that, if you don't want to spend 25 cents a week, uh, listen, listen to your, your, hot men here uh <laughs> then uh, you can obviously still check us out on free feeds and we appreciate that very much as well you know what else we appreciate lots of news lots of news we got man. lots of news tonight let's do it we got a lot of news that's like none of it's huge but all of it's interesting i feel like so the first thing brandon this is one of your and i's favorite oh, topics my. in the entire freaking world my 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 bungie and ubisoft are taking cheat makers to court now you notice right off the bat here that neither bungie or ubisoft make call of duty i don't know if you <laughs> if you were aware of that <laughs> i was just thinking that i was even like hmm something is missing from this list yeah um, yeah which that's an entirely different set of lawsuits that we're not even going to get into on the show until yeah, it's all said yeah, done yeah. but basically bungie and ubisoft have filed a joint lawsuit over cheats for destiny 2 and rainbow six siege there's a site called Ring One, or at least there was a site called Ring One. I'm not sure if it's still up or not. Selling cheats via subscription for 25 euros a week or your local conversion. A cheater can get a bundle of Rainbow Six Siege hacks like aimbot, configurable ESP tools to show the health and distance of other players, options to alter weapon spread and recoil, a hardware ID spoofer so they don't get bans, and a long knife to stab people on the other side of the map. <laughs> Dude, mega knife. Yeah. Oh, by the way, this comes courtesy of PCGamer.com. So most of what I'm reading here about this particular story is from PC Gamer. And so then there's also a subscription you can pay for, which, by the way, it's 30 euros a week or 25 euros a week, depending on which set you're going for, which seems like a lot of money to not have any fun, in my opinion, just to win every game. But whatever. yeah, but the long knife, though, Pat. the long knife, <laughs> the long knife of the law. What, is that what it actually says? Yeah. The long knife? Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit, I love that. Yeah. Mega knife. Uh the the Destiny that 2 lovely. ones are are for 30 euros and it includes infinite ammo, PVP aimbot, hardware ID spoofer, etc. 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 They also have stuff for Rust, Apex, uh Call of Duty, Escape from Tarkov, Hunt Showdown, Dead by Daylight, PUBG, and probably more. Any competitive shooter if there's a competitive <laughs> game actually like pretty much like see if these has a hacking problem seriously it's, it's nowhere near as bad this is rampant right it's now really dude. bad um so the long story short here is that bungie and ubisoft filed this, this lawsuit in the california state district and they named not only ring one but also some individuals behind it and i think they use like their their screen names like crypto and stuff like that uh Basically, they're alleging that Ring One, and they're not just alleging it, they're doing it, but uh, Ring One sells impair and destroy not only the game experience, but also the plaintiff's overall businesses and their reputation among the respective player communities. They also, and I think this is what I'm going to get into a minute, in a minute, Ring One, they're accusing them of trademark infringement. So... Basically, they're saying that when they buy these things, they unlock artwork from the games, which I think might we'll get into it. But I think might be one of the main things they have to prove that they're actually manipulating the game or the giving away assets from the game. So, Brandon, since I know you're more into the competitive shooting scene. Right. Why don't you start off with talking a little bit about 
about cheaters. You don't have to talk about this particular lawsuit, but just, yeah. you know. Yeah, no, I just think it's a massive problem and it's only growing. Um, it's staggering how much it's even progressed within a year. Um, this was something that I've been experiencing for probably close to a decade, but nowhere near the magnitude that we experience it now. I mean, it's almost reaching epidemic levels um, on games like Warzone. Um, and I just find it so baffling that more companies haven't followed suit. Could it be hard to prove that they've fucked something up? I mean, this is a direct breach of t- terms of service, correct? It is. But the I think that the uh, unless they have this selling them built into it, really, they're not violating anything. It's the end user that's technically violating things. Oh, because that they're reaching out to this They're just company. selling gotcha. a tool. You know, this is their argument. I don't believe gotcha. it. They're just selling a tool, and it's the end user that chooses to use them, which, hey, I mean, I, that does have some defense there. Uh, but getting a little more into what I said earlier, like, they're part of the problem is, like, what they're doing probably doesn't violate TOS. Using them violates TOS, but selling them probably doesn't. It's, yeah. They're just selling a program that's extraneous to the game but the fact if they can prove that they're manipulating files or selling any part of their uh ip then you know they have a case i guess yeah that's crazy because you would imagine that these sites have to market for specific games though oh they do so like i don't know i don't know much about legal shit clearly (laughs) um but like i don't know i just i feel like this is so cut and dry in the morality standpoint like it it just is bad yeah nothing about this is good i don't know that any sane person would agree that this sort of thing is helping the game in any way right but i just feel like i wish it was easier for them to crack down on this and maybe that's why other other you know maybe they just don't care maybe they're lazy don't want to sink the money into it but i don't know why this isn't more prevalent because you see an uptick in cheating, you would assume you'd see an uptick in the retaliation from the companies, but I'm not really seeing that as much. And it's weird that two of the leader, well, two of the non-leaders, I would say, at least at the very given moment, not to say they don't have their audiences, Sure, but, you know, Siege isn't on its way out, but it's certainly, I'm sure, not as popular as it once was. And same with Destiny. And, you know, I don't know. It just, it doesn't make any sense to me that more companies aren't following suit. It really doesn't. What doesn't make as much sense to me is that there aren't more preventative measures. Like, you know, we've talked well, about... yeah. And I mean, I'm not claiming to know what it takes to make a good anti-cheat. But you see games like Valorant that are highly competitive. I've never once heard anyone talk about cheating in Valorant. They have an easy anti-cheat that they install. Epic, you know, we talked about this a few months ago on the show just released their easy anti-cheat for incorporation into any games. Right. It'll, it'll be a while till we see that kind of taking over in mass. But like, I just think about a company like Activision with Call of Duty specifically, who they just, they've got all the money in the world. You can't tell me that they build a game that's structured so well that even they can't create an anti-cheat. Right. It, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I agree with that, but on the same vein, they can't even give us a field of view slider for console. It's like, it, is weird in both ways. I'm yeah. like, is it actually that complicated right. because they can't do simple other things or do they just not care? Which I'm honestly starting to believe a little bit there's, is that there's got to be some money in it for them, for them not to care, you know? Yeah. And I, I think there's certainly money not being had at this point, 
I mean, honestly, some of the discussion I've seen on the internet has been very, very negative towards Warzone in the past couple months. And I've seen people flocking to other games. That's one of the reasons I quit playing. As yearning, much. yearning for yeah. other games, you yeah. know, in a little bit of a drought. I mean, you got Splitgate, which I'm sure we'll talk about at some point, but, mm -hmm. you know, can't get into servers. You got hackers in Apex. You got hackers in Warzone. Battlefield is now yet. What do you play if you wanted to ha have a shooter and have a fair, you know, reliable and fair experience yeah. at this point? Yeah. Whenever you start fucking with their money, people stop showing up. How long of that does that have to run before they just kick it into gear? I don't know. Right. Dave, I know you don't play as many competitive shooters and, and different things, but you do play some. Have you experienced much cheating? Have you cheated yourself? <laughs> Dave, I was, was, no, was going to say, like, <laughs> I, I think in order for you to notice cheating, you have to be like good enough to be able to say that guy's cheating rather than like, I don't have the confidence right now to say anything other than, oh, I'm just pretty shit. So I'll have to get mm -hmm. better. But uh, no, I, I mean, I've. I've recognized it as an emerging um, problem in the past year, uh, probably because just because I've heard about it more um, because of, you know, war zones popularity. But reading this article is interesting to that. They kind of pointed out it was that they think it's becoming a bigger problem because of cross play. So like yeah. this used to just be a PC kind of problem, but now that like, these PC player bases have just gotten so much bigger because they're feeding off console player bases. Then it just makes, I guess, you know, they're a bigger pool of, of, of sort of, uh, people to, to, to cheat from. But, um, right. I don't know. And the other thing well, that's more people are noticing it. Exactly. And it, it with streaming yeah. and stuff like that. Now, like as soon as you see something, you instantly clip it and then you put it on Twitter and say, this guy's cheating. So right. then everybody else sees it. But the other thing that I, I sort of thought of, uh, when you were mentions mentioning sort of some of the measures that are and aren't in place for this kind of thing is everything from like the developer end seems really reactive when it comes to cheating. So uh -huh. like they, you know, when you're making an account in Warzone or something like that, like one of the authentication measures they have in place, I guess, is like a phone so that if uh -huh. you're if you get banned for cheating, you can't just make an account with a new email address because you're also going to have to put in a phone number that's going to need to be verified. So you actually physically have to have that phone. So like that's great. And it prevents people from, uh, you know, most people from probably, you know, making duplicate accounts after they've already been banned. But it's also very reactive. So like I'm with you guys where it's like, why can't we figure out a way where it's not possible to cultivate and sell these tools to basically make the game not fun um, yeah. for people who just want to pay to cheat. So yeah. the other funny well, thing, right. that, the other really, sorry, you didn't mention this from the article because it wasn't very important, but apparently this, uh, this site that's selling the cheats so or ring one. Um, they actually have social media functionality building built into their site where you can share uh, news of your purchase of, a, of cheat tools on like on like <laughs> oh, LinkedIn. Lord. Oh <laughs> lord, I am a cheater. Broadcast this to everyone. Yeah. Um, no, and I, and honestly, everything else aside, I think there is something to be said for these companies actually taking it seriously. Um, I feel like it's been very clear when a company company takes it seriously. Um, Overwatch didn't have issues right away because they took it seriously. The IP, the IP banned people with their IP. They took it seriously. They said, we're not taking any crap. Right. You know, Valorant, 
serious out the gate. Right. And, and, and whenever you clearly see a problem and you don't have any sort of reactiveness to it at all. Right. I mean, what kind of message does that bring to anybody? You know, right. and, you know, phone number verification is great, but, you know, I, I'm sure if I Googled it, I could figure out how to spoof a number. There's obviously. Well, and that's what I was just going to say to Dave when he was mentioning that is I can pull up the app store on my phone and download an app that lets me uh, manufacture a phone number. Usually they're temporary phone numbers, but I've done it before where like I signed up for a service and needed to sign up like under another account because I needed, I had the email available and they were you know both legitimate, but they wanted phone number verification. So I just went and got one of these phone numbers. And I think like if, if you don't pay for it, it's free for like seven days and they'll keep the number. If you, you can pay like 99 cents and have it for a year. And that's just one example I'm thinking of where you can go and, and like I was using it for legitimate purposes, but imagine if, you know, plenty of people can just go and get a fake phone number to verify their account. Yeah. Right. Just to reiterate, right. like, I'm not saying like that's an effective way. In fact, right. like I'm just saying like all of the measures they seem to have in place are reactive. So it's like, exactly. how is, how is Activision not able to figure out to be more proactive on dealing with this sort of thing to make it not possible for people to even cheat? Yeah. So, oh, and you notice like, you know, Apex um, is, or EA or whatever, uh, is going after, I'm uh, sorry, Apex isn't one of the ones going after it, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. not one of the ones. But um, they just recently had their whole fan base rebel and people actually hack into the game yep. to leave messages on the game saying, please fix this because it, you know, respawn, please, please do something because it's so bad, it's affecting everything. Yeah. So, you know there's there comes a point like i mean not that i'm anybody but i kind of quit playing call of duty what i mean i kind of lost interest after playing every day for a solid year of warzone but there was a little bit of me that was like well i'm just tired of every time i see a kill cam of the guy who killed me hitting me with a long knife you right. know or whatever <laughs> from, <laughs> from the entire the opposite side of the map, map shooting through the mountain right and, and uh, headshotting me from, and I mean, there are people who are just really good. Don't get me wrong. Right. I'm never, I don't think I'll ever be somebody who is amazing at the game. But like when you see shots in the kill cam that were clearly a snap on from yeah. 700 meters away. Honestly, Ben, they had the $30 package. The guys with the $15, the uh, 15 euro packages are a little bit harder to pick out. That's but, true. But that's the 30 true. euro package, you know, my man. Yeah. <laughs> so that's right. that's right. Well, anyway, we'll uh, we'll stay updated on that one. That one is, especially for Brandon and I, we've talked yeah. about that for a long time. That's one that we're pretty, I'd love to see those sites shut down. And uh, just honestly, I'd like to see some more proactiveness on some of the company's parts like we're seeing with um, uh, Bungie and, and Ubisoft doing currently, but there's definitely a lot of cheaters out there. Just to, I mean, you, you tune into almost any streamer streaming one of these games, and you're going to see at some point there's a lot of pointing fingers and, and name calling, but there's also a lot of hackers. Dude, there. yeah, I'm I'm telling you, millions of people. That's not an exaggeration. Yeah. Yeah. Millions of people cheat on these games. Right, millions. So, right, that's just. That's a crazy stat to me. Yeah. And I, you know, it's disappointing. Yeah. So for sure. All right. Next up in the order, Forbidden West Horizon. Is it delayed to 2022? Well, it seems like it. And unless I've missed something because I was away for a few days, Horizon Forbidden West is reportedly 
we're not we're not sure but reportedly delayed until 2022 this comes via hype beast who says that bloomberg has gotten word that sony has decided to push back its release date from this year's holiday season to the first quarter of next year uh, while Bloomberg simply cites its source as someone familiar with the project, the news does confirm the company's previous statements back in June when it said that the open world sci-fi game could potentially be delayed in order to not jeopardize the quality fans have come to expect from the franchise. Quote, for Horizon, we think we're on track to release this holiday season, end quote, said PlayStation Studios head Herman Holst at the time. But that isn't quite certain yet. And we're working as hard as we can. But... It seems like that's not the case. Now, I think the three of us maybe maybe even talked about it, but we definitely I, I think everybody was kind of like, oh, well, if they're not going to confirm a release date for this fall and they're saying they might have to delay it, that almost definitely means they're going to yeah. delay it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's your hype level for Horizon Forbidden West, everybody? Dave? Uh, I mean, it's it's a PlayStation 5. It's not exclusive anymore, but it's something first party to play on the PlayStation 5 so that that makes it pretty high up uh, for me. What about you, Brandon? Yeah, Horizon was undoubtedly one of my favorite PS4 games. Um, so I'm very excited. A little bit down about the news, to be honest. Um, but my faith has not wavered at all um, in what Gorilla is able to do. Um, with the game and everything we've seen so far has perked my interest. And so I guess if they need it a little bit longer, that's completely fine. Um, you know, they must we've seen what happens whenever you release games too early. So uh, I, I would hate for something bad to happen to this game just to get it out this year. Um, it is disappointing, but it is what it is. You know. Yeah, they, they must really need to, like really, really need that time just because like what is Sony's release calendar for the remainder of this calendar year? Yeah. Um, so like if there was a chance for them hitting holiday, then I'm sure they would have gone ahead and said, okay, push it. But right. for them to, because is there anything else? Sony first party, maybe that last of us director's yeah. cut or whatever, but they're like that pretty I mean, much seals the it. Ghost, that there's the nothing. ghost director's cut. Yeah. yeah. The ghost director's cut too, but that, yeah, that's some new game. So they yeah. must really, really need the time. Um, if, if they're pushing in, you know, they, they, they seem to be, uh, a little bit hazy and obtuse when they first, uh, you know, when they did that reveal back in June. So I don't think anybody's surprised that this is being delayed, but, um, right. yeah. yeah, it felt kind of intentional. So yeah. now I definitely, you know, hate to see the delays, but, you know, love to see the games when they come out, hopefully. So yeah, absolutely. That's okay. Yeah, I mean, there I've I've not seen many games that delayed and the product ended up worse for it. Now you could say there are games that were delayed and just still weren't good, like Cyberpunk. Uh, although that was a good game, it just poorly executed. Uh, but I think more time for the devs is always a good thing. And right now, like if I'm Sony, I'm also thinking like, well, it's not like people are gonna be able to buy this system just for this game because there aren't a whole lot of systems available on a daily basis so yeah you know, wait a little longer maybe you push more units with this game yeah too. i was gonna say maybe the terrain will be different next year yeah absolutely moving on we talked about Splitgate a little uh, last week actually i think yeah and talked about how they've delayed it as well uh because they're 
they're just exploding with the amount of players that they have and the servers can't happen have it so this comes via pcgamer.com says splitgate dev can't just buy more servers to deal with exploding player numbers and it also mentions that queue times for the first person portal shooter exceeded 90 minutes this weekend that's a lot of minutes yeah for you to wait for a game yeah but goes on to say Splitgate, an arena FPS that base, that's basically Halo with portals, has quite literally become a victim of its own success, having already postponed its departure from early access while it sorts out server issues. Developer 1047 Games this weekend tried to explain why the solution isn't just as simple as buying more servers. Splitgate began exceeding 50,000 concurrent players on Steam with 100,000 concurrent among across all platforms. Unfortunately, the small studios servers haven't quite kept up with players reportedly waiting upwards of 90 minutes to get into a match talking or taking the TikTok. server engineer, Ollie Freeman likened the situation to opening a small restaurant and explained that the team can't simply buy more tables. If there's nobody to hire the waiters and chefs to feed those extra mouths. So that was actually something we talked about was, well, you know, they, they're, they borrowed all this money just to get more servers. And I think what they're trying to say here is, uh, realistically, like if they get more servers, they got to have more people to run them and more people to keep up with the back end and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So it's good to hear that they're, you know, they're taking their time and addressing it. Uh, and it actually is a good explanation to be like, yeah, we can, we could buy more server space and have it spread out over things. But like, it's not just as simple as it's, it's, it's not a quick fix. Yeah. You can't just throw money at it is basically what he's saying. Right. Which, so, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Now, I'm really glad they said something about it. Honestly, getting a little peek behind this sort of thing is really helpful, um, especially to someone who doesn't know what it takes to run servers. Um, I feel like I came at this game a little bit hard last week, uh-huh. and I may have come off negative, but I don't, I don't think I feel negatively about the game. Um, I will say I did download it, and I waited in queue for about 15 minutes and gave up. Uh-huh. I really would love to try it still. Um, I've seen even more about it than I did last week. Um, and some of the cosmetics look pretty cool. I'd love to see them to continue to do their own thing, like I said last week. But yeah, I mean, I I, I just want to try it and I'm not going to wait 90 minutes. So I no. guess I'm going to have to wait. So. Yeah, it's uh, like I said last week, when I played it about a year ago, it was a lot of fun. But I was also playing. They had brought in like a bunch of the Halo 2 pro players to play and i was just like getting, <laughs> getting <stomped>. it just <laughs> yeah. wasn't like oh, it no. wasn't fun i could tell there was something there but i was just dying over and over and over and right, over, and over so for me it was a let's wait and see but it seems i and i wonder dave what do you think why do you think Splitgate? i mean it's definitely it's not a unique concept because they compare it to two other games but it's you know it's a different combination what do you think is driving people towards this specifically I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, I think it's unique enough to stand out. I think enough streamers have picked up on it for it to get uh, Mm -hmm. a decent amount of attention. And I don't know, maybe it's just the combination of, uh, you know, a focus on smaller arenas with, you know, the unique portal mechanic uh, that's sort of bringing people in and it's, it's free to play, right? So I mean that, that is, can't yeah. hurt it. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. So yeah, I think a combination of those things has sort of made it um uh sort of catch on pretty quickly, but I wonder how long it like how much goodwill it's built up to sort of sustain that level of attention especially with the amount of attention that 
Halo Infinite has gotten in the last week and how much positive attention it's gotten because that right. is also going to be free to play. So what I would say to is, it, I don't know, 1047 games is like whatever you're doing, you better hurry up because, you know, yep. when Halo yep. comes, you've got problems. <laughs> yeah. My fear for them is that they spend all this money expanding their servers and people lose interest. Obviously, they're going to have to expand it some, but like if people lose interest, then they're stuck with this loan this this outstanding you know maybe it's not a loan maybe it's a percentage or something like that but that they don't have the, the player base to pay for anymore i i, I kind of worry for them about that but i'm sure those are things they took into consideration right when making these arrangements yeah i hope and um something that just i actually just saw maybe it was a couple of days ago i think there might actually be uh cheating on Splitgate as well oh good already <laughs> actually i'm not kidding I wish I was kidding. I'm pretty sure did, there are. Did someone on did someone on your LinkedIn share their purchase of a brand new Splitgate? Uh, <laughs> no, dude. I actually saw it on TikTok. <laughs> I wow. see so much stuff about hacking on there. It's actually kind of crazy. I feel like it's kind of opened my eyes to the whole thing. Yeah. Um, it's so intriguing. My favorite part, my favorite TikToks are the ones where they are able to kill the obvious cheaters, or they like spectate yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Get them banned live or whatever. That's always fun. All right, so last week or maybe the week before, we, we've been talking about some big sales numbers that have come across. And this comes from kitguru.net. Returnal has sold half a million copies as Miles Morales has surpassed 6.5 million. And basically, gamesindustry.biz has reported that many of the PS5's biggest first-party titles have been performing admirably with one of the console's biggest releases, Spider-Man Miles Morales, selling over 6.5 million copies. It's also worth noting that Miles Morales is available on PS4, and of course it was a launch title, so automatically, even if it was a trash game, which it is very much not, it's going to sell a lot of copies. Yeah, The fact that it's on PS4 and PS5 certainly hasn't hurt it. Returnal has sold over 560,000 copies, since it was released at the end of April, and it is solely a PS5 exclusive. And also, it's a brand new IP. Now, it doesn't have Spider-Man attached to it, which, of course, everybody likes Spider-Man. I don't care who you are. You like Spider-Man. <laughs> but Returnal is performing admirably as well. I did see, though, today that PlayStation on the PS Store has uh, Returnal for 50 bucks. Oh, okay. Like 49 something whatever. It's better than 70 It is better than 70 yeah. I, I've been playing it, and I, I've been enjoying it, but... I would have much preferred to play 50 than 70. Uh, so that those are two things. Also, I don't have this uh, in the notes or anything, but the game Death's Door, which is a Xbox exclusive, Xbox and PC, but not a Game Pass game, has logged over 100,000 players like within a few days of it releasing. Wow. And that, so that's amazing for an indie game that's not on Game Pass, especially right now. I feel like that's a lot of... of you know, users for Dude, for a game that kind of came out of nowhere. We talk about this all the time, but look at these numbers, guys. Gaming is on the rise. Yeah. Look at these numbers, dude. Seriously, the numbers these games are pulling, I don't know. A lot of people that make films and other type of media would be like keeling over to get some of these numbers. Now, maybe not like the Fast and the Furious numbers, but still, right. I mean, damn. Yeah, that's a lot. It's definitely a lot. And 
It is a little like it, if you compare the amount of money it makes to the amount of money the film industry makes, it's a lot more money. But also, you know, typically these big AAA games do cost more than a, a big blockbuster film costs yeah. to make. So, like, there's a there's an uneven comparison, but I think your point is still the case that like for the the ROI on some of these big games, if it hits, it's going to hit, and you're going to be rich. If it doesn't hit. You, you will be broke, but not as broke as you could be if you made a game that doesn't hit and spent a lot of money on it. So yeah. It's, uh, well, then again, if you're, if you're a CD project, you just, you know, you make a really <laughs> terrible game, spend a ton of money and make it all back anyway. So yeah. And still make money. Yeah. Man, I really want to play, uh, I really want to play cyberpunk. I have access to it. I just, I'm actually want to wait as soon as the PS five version comes out. Yeah. I will be there that day. Yeah. As long as it's not a buggy fucking max. I'm going to have to log into Digital Foundry first. Yeah. But once I've done that, if I get the thumbs up, I am back in, man. Yeah. I'm, I've actually been itching to play that. But I, I've i watched the patch notes from Digital Foundry, and it's still just not there. It's, yeah. It's not there. It's not there yet, for sure. Dave, have you, have you played have you played that game, those games, Return or Miles Morales? No, uh, I haven't. Uh, they're still too expensive for me. Well, no, Miles gotcha. Morales isn't too expensive, uh, but it's DLC. I don't care what the fuck you say. It's DLC. Dude, <laughs> um, it's actually better than the base game. I'm going to get some, you know, I might get some shade for that, but it is better than the base game. I'm actually so. I'm actually in a better position now to play Returnal um, uh-huh. because I have more time to play games. Because before I was just getting up in the morning, I would play an hour before work. And I'm hearing everybody say, like, in Returnal, you can't get a run in in less than 90 minutes. So I'm like, <laughs> right. I just I yeah. can't save this game because you can't save in this game. Well, it depends on how good, good you are. Yeah. Because I've done some really short runs. Oh, OK. <laughs> well, you could also just die quickly. But I didn't want to do that because, yeah, right. like, I'm having a good run, but I also have to go to work. Anyways, that's, that's what I meant. I've done some really short runs because I was so I was playing poorly. But <laughs> the, the numbers like you rattle off there with the, the sales numbers, I don't know if that 560,000 is really like they could say they're happy with it, but is Housemark really happy with it? Because I think it also mentioned that like ratchet and clank. And yes, I know ratchet and clank is a much bigger name. It has much more mass appeal, but it's also been out for what three weeks. And it's apparently sold 1.1 million copies. Good it's also Lordy. a PS five exclusive. So that five hundred longer than three weeks, but your point is still valid. Sorry. It's been out longer than three weeks, but your point is still. It's valid. been out longer than Returnal, so I don't know. Yes. I'm just, I'm just wondering Wait. if they're really all that happy with those numbers. Um, yeah, it, it I doesn't. Think it's also a, it doesn't seem like a lot to me, like relative yeah. to to some of the other stuff. So it depends on how much it costs to make, I guess, too, right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, not that this is realistic, but if it costs a thousand dollars to make and they sold half a million copies, yeah, pretty good deal, right? If yeah. it costs eighty million. Or eight hundred million, you know, that's a way different story. I also just wonder if they're like, this is a certain type of game. Right. This does not have mass appeal. It doesn't. Returnal is not a mass appeal game, and right. it never will be. It's just like Dark Souls isn't. But maybe they're just yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I would be interested to see what they actually thought. I'd hope they'd be happy because it's a good game. So. I, I just I, I look at it and like it's a game that appeals to hardcore gamers, and and who has PlayStation fives right now? Uh, scalpers Us. and hardcore yeah. gamers because we're the <laughs> yeah. ones who knew when that when you know you could go in and pre-order it so i just i i thought the numbers would have been higher for something like that but 
Yeah. It is what it is. And you're totally right. Now, like, who knows how much it costs to make? And those would be interesting right. numbers is what's the take home, not the, you know, the right, revenue. Right. Yeah. Well, apparently, whatever it was, was good enough for Sony to decide to purchase Housemark. Uh, again, maybe it's a loss leader kind of thing with a niche game, like Brandon said, but it's uh, there was something there they liked about it enough to to purchase the studio, which we still don't know how much they purchased the studio for. So that'll also be interesting when those uh, probably like a quarterly report will come yeah, out. Yeah, I was going to say, will we get those once the, the quarterly stuff comes out most likely? I don't know that they'll say specifically, but they will typically, you'll, you'll be able to extrapolate it from the numbers that gotcha. they get, at least get a range on it. I think we got the specifics. Uh, we've gotten specifics on other studios in the past um, through that very route, like just extrapolating numbers hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah. So. Cool. I yeah. wonder if that decision from Sony to buy Housemark was more driven on the quality of the final product rather than the sales reception, because yeah, they yeah. they they made they seem to make that decision public long before they probably had a good sense of how well received it was from you know people actually buying the game, right. But yeah, I think that's a valid point for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just more of a future potential kind of thing yeah. than this made us money, so we should keep them kind of thing. Yeah. You're probably right there. Well, when a game doesn't sell well or when it sells below expectations, they shut it down. And that is exactly according to NintendoLife.com. What Nintendo has announced about Dr. Mario World, the mobile game, is going to be going away on the 1st of November this year. And this Damn. is a game that uh you know it's a, it's a mobile game it's dr mario world it's it's dr mario on your on your phone but in a message on the official game website nintendo thanked players for their continued support since the service began back in july of 2019 and mentioned how the premium currency sales would no longer be available for purchase at the end of july so that date has actually already passed at this point uh Basically, you'll no longer be able to play the game because it is a live game service and you already can't buy premium currency. You'll just get a, sorry, you can't play this game anymore when you boot <laughs> it up. Uh, Nintendo is, this is this is the part I think is kind of humorous. They're also planning a web page titled Dr. Mario World Memories, allowing players to look back at their game history once the service ends. Quote, to enable the provision of the Dr. Mario World Memory service, a portion of your player history will be saved on the server so it can be referenced in Dr. Mario World Memories. If you would like to delete your player history, please go to delete save in the app and delete your save data. Uh, <laughs> so if you really are Jones and to know how to compare against your friends how well you did in Dr. Mario World, you'll have a place you can hey, do man. that. But. Isn't this like fucking Tetris? No, I mean yes, but no. <laughs> with the pills, dude. Have you not played Doctor Mario? Am I thinking of the same game? You're thinking of the pills, yeah. But I mean, it's kind of like Tetris, but like it's totally, also totally different. I've never Tetris. played it. It's more like you're matching pills that are colored different ways. Understood. Yeah, and it's it's. I think it's less complex than Tetris. I just wanted to make sure I was ways. thinking of the right thing. You're thinking of the right okay. thing. Yes, Dave. Uh, I'd like, could you please make sure you friend me on Dr. World, Dr. Mario World Memories so we can before it's compare too leaderboards? Late. <laughs> yeah. before it's too late. Dude, they're literally making an in memoriam page on yeah. the internet for their dead game. That's. This seems lovely. like uh, a, a suspiciously short lifespan for anything with Mario's name attached to it, doesn't it? Because it's only two years. Well, wait, wait. It's not. Mario, it's Doctor Mario. Doctor Mario, aren't they different people? Pretty I always, you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. One's a plumber and one's a doctor, so <laughs> right, hard to say. He broke that glass ceiling. 
well, he must not be doing too well. I'd say it probably just had a dwindling player base and wasn't yeah. worth it because this is this is different than the Mario Run games, which honestly probably are still well played. But like the Mario Run games run locally. They don't have to. I mean, I'm sure they have to transfer some data back and forth at some point. But like, I'm pretty sure the Dr. Mario World game actually was like living on the servers and you tapped into them. So oh, okay. I'm, not sure, I'm not sure how it was live structured. Live service like, Mario game. Very it was weird. a live service, not Mario. Dr. Dr. Mario. Mario. I'm sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. That is Dr. Mario, Brandon. Uh, listen, I don't think Mario, Dr. Mario needs you to disrespect him. <laughs> he went to medical school for 12 years <laughs> to be able to have you crush those pills. I, him, I so. do see him holding a pill. So I know he is a doctor. That's right. I well, know that's a perfect. That's oh, the main y- thing. Correct. Is that all it takes? Actually, yeah. <laughs> I, in America, yeah, sure. Well, <laughs> no, I'm just, no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Any See, doctors in the chat? I, I think the the real thing here is that they found out, like they got some leaks to them that Doctor Mario is in fact a, a doctor. Like he he officially earned his degree, you know, but he placed lowest in his class and they didn't oh. want they wanted to make sure this game was shut down before that information was revealed yeah they're worried about the malpractice suits coming in correct okay yes. i get it yeah no wonder the pill's so big you got to get rid of him before <laughs> he hurts anybody. <laughs> what is he doing with that pill by the way it's the size of his fucking head man. it where's he gonna put it i think it's you a know? suppository yeah. it's a suppository. yeah i was gonna say guess yeah <laughs> take a yeah. guess so anyway, make sure you hop on Dr. Mario World Memories and friend all of us uh, so we can... I don't even know what... I don't even know if I ever booted up this game. Holly played it. She played the whole way through it and enjoyed it. We're going to have to break the news. Uh, but, you know, it was... I think that what she said to me was, oh, it was Dr. Mario. Like, I didn't, you know... <coughs> not, it didn't shake shake the world or anything like that. Right. So. All right. Well, Dr. Mario World is dead just a few short months after the regular Mario is dead. Uh, so they can't cover this up for too much longer. There's uh, <laughs> mass Mario murder Damn. happening over at Nintendo. But over at LaptopMag.com, well, really, this is just a story that I wanted to discuss in general. The PS5 storage expansion requirements have been revealed. Basically, there's an upcoming software update that will allow the M.2 SSD expansion to be coming I think this has rolled out to some people already. Maybe not everyone. Yes, yeah, I, I think you had to sign up for it or something like that. I think it's part of like the beta program, yeah. the firmware beta program. Yeah. yeah. So right now it's available or, or will be soon available to some people. Now, a lot of people are getting up in arms about this because, well, one, we've been wondering where is the storage expansion, which I don't personally need, but I know a lot of people do. Oh, I, I do, dude. I don't keep many games on my console at a time. Uh, but... Basically, one, they have to enable something to let you use this uh, the storage thing. Uh, a lot of people are comparing it to Xbox, the new Xboxes, where you just literally plug in uh, what looks like an old-school memory card into the back of it, and, and automatically you have an extra two terabytes. But you're going to have to tear your PS5 apart Ugh. and maybe even get a heat sink, and maybe Lord. even then whatever you buy won't be as fast as the internal SSD. But are you guys so so Brandon, you said you need more space. Dave, what about you? Are you running out of space yet on your PS5? Yeah, I ran out of space real quick. Uh and I'm still having to manage uh stuff. So I I think I haven't had to do this in a while because I just I haven't downloaded a whole lot. But like you can have um PlayStation 5 or PlayStation 4 games on an external SSD now but you can't play them if they're PlayStation 5 games. You have to transfer them back over. 
I think so it's really just saving you the bandwidth. Yes. Of redownloading it. Yeah. Um, hmm. Strange. And it probably takes forever. Yeah. I mean, trying to get information off a, you know, unless it is an SSD, maybe it would. Yeah. So to answer your question, 100%, I, it, this is an issue for me. And I, I, I recognized it like the second I booted up my PS5 and started downloading stuff. Um, I was like, I don't have enough space. And it was really disappointing. Um, yeah. If Microsoft had done this, they would be dragged through the mud, but it's Sony. So people don't yeah. care that they fumble this as much because, you know, they get that Sony bump. But I, I think right. this is a mess. It's it's just a mess. And yeah, yeah. I don't know. These so, games are only going to get bigger throughout the generation. So, well, dude, um, it, as a shooter fan, all of my shooter games are at least 75 fucking gigabytes. All of them, especially if they have a BR component. I had, to, I had to delete Resident Evil 3 that I told you I was playing a couple weeks ago to download Apex. And I have like three games downloaded. Yeah. Seriously, I I don't have that much. It's a problem, man. It's And it's really frustrating because I want to keep diversifying and playing these different games. But my, my hardware is limiting me, man. I did see, and I forget what game specifically they were talking about, but they were, they were comparing different games. And the PS5 version, not just the ps4 game on your ps5 but the ps5 game version whatever i just said is smaller in direct comparison to its ps4 version counterpart so like it does seem like they've done some things to reduce file sizes like they said they were going to but so i guess i don't maybe it's because i play on pc a lot of these bigger games i'm playing on pc but like on my ps5 like i typically have two or three games maximum loaded up and then once i'm done with them i beat i delete them but i guess you're talking more about like the living games the, yeah. the call of duties and the apexes no that, exactly yeah. i had to get yeah. rid of destiny because now i'm playing apex you know like oh, wow that's that's a pain you know i got i got Warzone, i got cold war i got returnal and now i got apex and that's literally all i could fit right yeah, and those that, are games all that you I mean, you have a couple there that are yeah, multiplayer and, and I play them and, and I play them pretty frequently and it's like I don't I don't want to sacrifice right I don't and I and I shouldn't have to I don't know yeah I I wonder you know we talked a lot about this in the early days of the announcement of the PS5 but I wonder why they didn't just put a bigger hard drive in it probably you would have to assume because they wanted to keep costs down um, but then if that was if they were going to do that they definitely should have had this ready to roll. And I know, I know all the normal arguments that the, the, the PS five SSD is faster than anything else out there on the market. It's proprietary, everything like that. But like for somebody like you, who's constantly having to delete and redownload stuff. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah. And I hate for to me, say this, but I, it also makes PC that race, it know? also makes that mid gen upgrade uh, for the PS five plus that much more attractive. Because. Right. Um, yeah. Well, if you want to do it, you basically have to tear your console apart and you know, you need a screwdriver and I was gonna say would you maybe a heat sink. Would know. you break the warranty? No, I don't think so because it's something specific that's needed for the functionality of the console. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh but what that I mean, not that anybody wants to do this, but there is something that's kind of appealing about it to me. The fact that you actually could swap out your SSDs and have like multiple things loaded on each of them. Um, 
it's much more convenient, of course, with the way Xbox does it than the way that Sony is doing it. But uh, there is there is that extra possibility. Uh, so they've said basically, like, even if the SSD you pick meets the specifications laid out, it may still not work quite right. It may not st- still not be as fast as it could be. But Mark Cerny has revealed that Mark Cerny would know. He says the WD Black SN850 with a heat sink is set to be the best performing NVMe for the PS5. Uh, it comes in various sizes, 500 gigabytes all the way up to two terabytes. You can get that anywhere from 140 American dollars. Dave, that's like uh, 970 million Canadian dollars <laughs> all the way up to 450 bucks for the two terabytes. So it is not going to be cheap if you want to have extra storage on your console at, at the two terabyte level. You're looking at almost as much as the disc version of the PS five and actually more yeah. than the, than the digital version. So that's well, pretty uh, insane. Or if you're a heathen, you can Frankenstein a normal non SSD in your PS five <laughs> and cry at how slow it is. That's true. You <laughs> could do it. Well, no, I don't think the PS five games will actually operate off anything. That's not up to their specs. Yeah. 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 That's what Dave was saying. But it's crazy. It's kind of crazy that you can like load games on and off, which just seems like a real pain. Like you said, it's really slow. But yeah. And uh, that's basically all the big news, all the news we really have to talk about. Obviously, there's so many things that go on in the gaming world all the time. (laughs) And for those who are wondering, we have not forgotten about the uh, Activision Blizzard stuff. Obviously, there's a lot of crazy, not good stuff happening over there. But there's so many people talking about it that I don't know that we can give any different <coughs> angle to it. Uh, we'll certainly talk about it when more things have been discovered and you know maybe some things have progressed. But at this point, there's just so much noise and so many things changing rapidly that it just kind of seems like maybe it's a topic we don't have time to dive into as much as we'd like on a, typically like an hour-long show. So we'll talk about that more in the future, I'm sure. Guys, you got a little time here. What... Have you been playing? Dave, let's start with you. You've been playing Wedding Planning Simulator. <laughs> Dude, I haven't checked that one out. That game would be shit. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> don't, developers, <laughs> if you're listening, stars. don't make that game because it, it wouldn't be that much fun. Um, I've still been playing. Sponsored by the Knot. <laughs> I've still been playing uh, Metro Exodus. Um, having a lot of fun with that game. It's I can't help but think about Fallout when I play it, obviously. But I love that. It has like a little bit more of a linear feel to it. And like the open worlds just aren't that big. Um, so a little bit more focused and you can kind of, you know, hone in on 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 stuff rather than constantly get distracted by side missions and stuff, which is great. But I just I, I thought this level of focus was um, was refreshing. And, you know, I'm still loving all the characters and the story and stuff like that. So. I'm uh, still having fun with that. And then earlier today, um, I just picked up Children of Morta on my Switch, which is oh, uh, a game oh. I reviewed for Handsome Phantom way back in the day. And uh, I, th- I still think it's one of my favorite indies um, ever. Uh, and I, I played it on PC originally, so now that I have it on my Switch, then um, yeah, I'll have uh, I'll have something to play in the hotel room on on the the eve of of the big day. So. Uh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's right well oh. you, you can play it on your long commute to work too yeah that too <laughs> yeah 
Don't, don't you like work across the street? I do. Now? I do. So there's, uh, yeah. I, I won't get much playtime <laughs> in, but. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But. Brandon, what about you? Uh, not a whole lot new. Um, I'd mentioned earlier that I downloaded Apex. I did. Uh-huh. Um, we, we both, Ben, you and I both played pretty heavily during season one. I think you and I played Apex almost every day until 5 a.m. until Warzone came out. Right. And then we kind of dropped it like a hot rock. Yeah. And I got to say, it's really nice. Yeah, it's good. I instantly feel the quality difference, man. I have a field of view slider. Uh-huh. Don't at me if you don't understand. <laughs> and I have fucking a ping counter and a field of view monitor on my console that I could just flip on and off. Yeah. Just these little things that keep adding up that make me realize how shit some of the other games I play are and how little they care. Right. Um, you know, just stuff that, you know. Did you say a ping counter? Yeah, yeah. It shows me the ping in the game and then uh-huh. the frames per second. Oh, oh, I thought you meant like how you can how you can ping things. Oh, no, 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 no. Because it was one of the first games to really do that. Yeah, yeah. and it still has one of the best. Right. Actually, honestly, it has the best ping system, actually. Yeah. yeah. After playing it again from being away for a long time, it has the best way to communicate with your teammates without even putting on a mic. Right. Um, but no, man, it's kind of a breath of fresh air to me. Um, the gunplay feels just as tight as it ever did, and there's new content dropping. Um, it's gotten a little bit more wacky, which I appreciate about it. Um, the skins are kind of off the wall and fun. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's just good to be in something that feels more sound. Right. Because many times when I've played many other shooters, uh, Orzone, <laughs> um, <laughs> things just feel bad. Sure. The experience is bad. The lag is bad. The lobbies are bad. Sometimes it just feels bad. And I've been having a lot of good, good fun with Apex. And I'm and I'm really pleased. And I haven't spent a cent. So right. We spent money on it back when it came out. Can't fucking beat that though. Not since then, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude. We were we were the we had the founders pack. That's right. We had the founders pack. So is there cross there's cross play now, right? Correct. Is there cross progression? That I don't know. See, that's one thing that like I kind of I've downloaded Apex now twice on yeah. my PC and deleted it because I just like didn't want to play it with anybody that and but really when it really comes down to it, like part of me not wanting to get back into it. I had so much stuff and so many skins and had bought characters and stuff early on. And a lot of it was with like currency I earned in game. It wasn't even that I was spending a bunch of money on it that I'm kind of just like, I don't want to have to start over. Right. With everything, even though it's all just cosmetic, it's still like this is mine, though. I'm going to yeah. keep it. Uh, no, it doesn't. Can, doesn't I, can I tell a, a story that I find kind of funny about Apex real quick? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I've only played Apex two or three times, and uh, I don't play games like that for very long. But the second time I, I downloaded it and played it, I played for probably five or six hours. Like, I just, I realized that I kept saying one more game, one more game. Uh, there's one game I was dropping into, and I noticed one of my teammates uh, had, like, her name, but then it said TTV. So I was like, oh, cool. This this girl, like, maybe she's streaming us on Twitch. So uh, I had Twitch on in my other computer right in front of me. So I go to her channel, and I'm like, cool, I'm going to watch myself. Sure enough, she was streaming 
Um, but she was screaming at about how shit her teammates were. She oh, just no. oh no. So I was about to go Damn. in her chat and be like, Hey, I'm playing with you right now. But then I realized that she probably wasn't very happy to me. So I turned that off for you quick, but uh, I can't she, she, she was dying. Like I went over and revived yeah. her and stuff, but yeah, she was, yeah. she wasn't happy with her teammates. I but. can't believe she flamed you in her own <laughs> yeah. chat like that day damn you did not deserve that that's so, yeah lesson that's lesson rough. i learned there is if, <laughs> if you play with somebody with uh, a ttv extension on their on their player name then probably don't go watch them because <laughs> yeah. also might... just stop putting ttv at the end of your name yeah it doesn't help <laughs> only people who are dave are gonna ever go find you <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. So there was something else I was going to add about Apex. Uh, just the fact, oh, the very first game I ever played of Apex was like the day after they shadow dropped it. And my very first game, I didn't even realize what happened until later, but my, the very first game I ever played, we won. There were like three, we, the very first game. I think it was a month before Brandon and I won a game. Another one. Together yeah. after that. What but like the very first game I ever played, I won. And I was probably one of the first like thousand games played of Apex Damn. too, but who knows. Uh, so that was, that was fun. Nice. For me, I haven't really, since last episode, I was only home like one full day. And then I went away for a few days. And then I got back about 10 minutes before the show started. So I haven't had much time to play anything. The one thing I will say is I tried just very briefly just to see what it was like uh, i was in a big metropolitan city uh that had really good internet and a lot of people around so i tried the xbox cloud gaming where which i had tried it previously at from my house and at my house it was like fine but it wasn't great when i was away i tried it and it was still not a like it wasn't you know, the same thing as being home, but it was so much better that I was like, oh, I get why some people think this is really good. Gotcha. Uh, for me, in my current environment, it is not really good, but I understand why some it is good for some people. I think it just deals with the server blades and uh, my connection at home isn't bad at all. I mean, it's actually pretty good, but I definitely understand a little bit different. It's still too much d- delayed input for my liking and the way I like to play certain games, but I would have no hesitancy about playing non-competitive games on cloud if I lived in an area that it was that responsive. It's peer-based? Uh, it's like based off of other people's locations? So. Is that what you're saying? I don't think so. Okay. No, it was just like, for uh, what I did was I booted up Sea of Thieves. Oh, okay. And so I did it at home because I was like ready to go to bed, but I just wanted to go in and like log in and claim something. Yeah. And it was just horrendous. Yeah. And then... When I was gone, I was like, well, I want to at least boot this up and see what it's like here where there's a, where there's like, you know, a lot of people and see what it's like. And the experience was just like tremendously better. And I was only in the game for maybe 10 minutes both times I did it. Yeah. 20 minutes combined. But it was way, way better. Uh, more responsive. Cool. Less noticeable input delay. So, but that's honestly the only thing I really played was like a couple, you know, nothing new basically since last recording. So that's where I'm at. Sounds good. That's it. Nobody's and tried the Ascent? I haven't, no. but I have it downloaded. Oh, yeah. cool. I'm, yeah. I'm jealous. I really want to. That's gotten a lot of attention on Twitter, or sorry, on uh, Twitch, so I'm happy to see that. But uh, I'll, I'll be curious to see. I have not watched any of it. I'll, I'll be curious to see how you like it because it looks rad. Yeah. I'm, I'd like to get a group of, of people together to play. 
but uh, it just depends on, you know, everybody's schedules are always a little different. And some people don't have Xboxes like Dave. But <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it looks sick. And uh, I want to check that out. I also want to check out Death's Door, but I've got so much to play that I don't have to buy right now. Like games I've either already bought or that are on Game Pass that I want to play, that I'm like, well, I'll just wait on the Ascent. I'll probably, you know, I'll probably, or not the Ascent, Death on Store. Death's Door, that I'll probably end up still buying it at some point. Yeah. But it's like, why buy it right now knowing it's going to sit there? Why isn't that on Game Pass? That's weird. Well, apparently it didn't need to be. Huh. Yeah. Good for him. Still sold a ton of copies. Yeah. So that's all we got for the show. Thanks, guys, for hanging out, for, for yeah. joining me. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. Uh, reminder. Head over to patreon.com slash chance of phantom. Support the show at a dollar or more a month. That's 25, less than 25 cents an episode some months, but 25 cents an episode. You can go over and do that, and it would make us really happy. And uh, that's about all I got. Yeah. Yeah. Join the Discord. Yeah. Do that, too. All right. Thanks, and have a great night. We'll see you next week. See ya. The HP Podcast and HandsomePhantom.com are supported by our proud patrons over at Patreon. If you want to support the show, head over to Patreon.com slash HandsomePhantom. Adaholic, Passive Pixels Edwin Castillo, Fusebro, Boots, Poot, Jared, Josh Cummings, Edward Walton, Charles Peterson, Toby Ryland, Straw Hat Ninja, Jared Cavallero, Jason Canham, and Kevin Lucas. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.